0: I like to heal through utilizing the crystals and the tarot and and teaching, right? But you get right down to the basics of healing. If you pass a stranger and you smile and you lift their energy, you've, you've done a form of healing, right? I mean, you really have.
1: Welcome to Time to Heal, a podcast about hope and healing. I'm your host, Emily Anazzelli, and today I'm talking to Lynn Swain, a healer, a psychic, and a medium who also goes by the name of Magic and we're talking about crystals.
0: Okay, so I am Lynn Swain, also known as Magic that's M-A-G-I-K-C-R-A-F-T. I was given that name as a young child. Um, I was born in New Jersey, raised in the UK, lived all over the East Coast have been teaching internationally healing techniques and divination for over 45 years. And I love what I do. I currently, uh, with my husband, have two brick and mortars, one in Durham and one in Hillsborough, North Carolina. And I've been studying all my life. I was a student before I could crawl. Literally, I was given tarot cards at that point, And by the age of four years old, obsessed with crystals, 12 years old, randomly or not so randomly, uh, met an archaeologist who then became a, a huge mentor to me in finding rare crystals. And then before the age of 13, really studying the science behind it. And I love skeptics because you could always take it back to quantum physics with the crystal part of the healing. So I love all types of modalities and divination. I love teaching. I love writing. And I love the sessions that I do. I also, I'm also a life coach.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And we met at one of your brick and mortar stores, which is called Magic Craft Bull City, right? Yes. Enduring Magic Craft Bull City magic, yes. Yeah, in September. And I was it was magical. Thank you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank it really you. Was. I felt it was a very I was so excited. Um to visit. And, um, I remember we, we had like, just like a very brief exchange. And then I started following you on Instagram. And so when I was thinking about this project, I really wanted to reach out because, um, you know, and I guess like, like the impetus for reaching out was to talk about crystals, but it seems like, you know, your, your work in healing extends beyond that. So feel free to bring any of that in as we're talking. Um, Okay, so This is a silly question, but I'd like to start off by asking, but I'd like to start by asking you to explain like, what is a crystal? Like, I know that all the listeners have seen crystals, know what crystals are, but I feel like it helps ground us and brings us back to the basics, like from your point of view. Okay.
0: Okay, So in the science world, uh, crystals are formed millions and billions of years ago, and they can date crystals through many forms now and many machines and they have been able to actually since the 1800s but it's obviously got more sophisticated but what's really cool is in 1925 um, crystals became an acknowledged science the vibration that crystals have and the effect they have on us through quantum physics so when people hear quantum physics are like oh god science or whatever it's like when you say you know calculus is about math but it's really basic it's not I mean, of course it gets extensive, it's taught at MIT, but it's, but it's the basics of it are that crystals have a vibration. And when you put crystals in front of your body or in your hand, certain people feel the vibrations either physically, like heat or cold, or a rush of energy. And some people feel, don't physically feel, but if they measure it through the machines, they can see, they can monitor the vibration changing. So, What's interesting is, you know, in India, we have the chakra system of the seven chakras and many crystals. Actually, all crystals that have been measured to date, they line them up and they actively work different in front of chakra energy fields. And then in Asia, they have hundreds of meridian fields and crystals lined up around them. And what I mean is they act different is their vibration changes. So if it's changing our vibration, and if we all our energy and the crystals are energy, which science proves they are, magically we've always done this, but spirituality yeah. and science have actually crossed over. So it's powerful. And uh, so basically that's what a crystal is for. They can be used for many modalities as far as doing crystal grids on the formation of sacred geometry. They can be used on your body. Um, to lay on people could use them with hands-on healing uh, I like to use them with chakra alignment chakra balancing and unblocking and also encompass sound healing with that using Tibetan master therapy bowls because they they run at the same frequency so the vibration has a frequency that all ties back into things like uh, all the frequencies that were changed in the 1960s So, music changed in the 60s. Crystals don't recognize that frequency. It's very interesting. So, What do you mean? So, like, um, 432 hertz, 528 hertz. There's all these different hertz, like Lenny G. Um, He's a really impressive uh, scientist and doctor, and he does a lot about it. Um, Lenny G. Horowitz is his name. But what it means is... There's energy, there's energy at different elevations and this elevation can be measured and where the crystals come from. So for example, this is from Brazil, this crystal I'm showing you. This one, see? Brazil crystal. So this crystal is from like Brazil okay. and it's massive, it's beautiful and it's, a, it's an illustrious self-healing crystal and it's beautiful. This one is also an illustrious self-healing crystal from Tibet obviously mount everest is the highest elevation on the planet at 880 feet so the tibetan I ha- yes I that's what you have from mount everest yeah, yeah
1: that i got yes from- sure, yeah. so yours
0: would run high at a fu- it literally proven scientifically runs at a higher vibration than from another country that doesn't mean we need all of our crystals from tibet because i've got crystals from brazil and spain and morocco all around the world um the Congo, and of course, Tibet and Nepal don't have all of the crystals, right? They, every country has many of the same crystals, but not all of them have. You have to go to other countries to get specific crystals. For example, Malachite, you know, it's only found in the Congo River. You can't find that. So my point is the elevation of where the crystal comes from, and then also runs at a different frequency, which measures back to a vibration. And this is the science talk. So your listeners might be teachers us how to heal we don't care about the science <laughs> but this is important too right because it's not like woo woo stuff like I read the tarot I've got thousands of reviews I've been doing it since I could crawl I'm a seventh generation reader but nobody can prove where the tarot comes from yeah and even though my references are good and people say it all comes true that still there's room for skepticism there's literally no room for skepticism with crystal healing because the nobel prize has been won in 1925 to back up what we're doing today in 2020.
1: yeah yeah, that's so cool. So, what's the difference between like, okay, like here's a rock that my friend was getting her garage built, and they found this bedrock of like quartz. Like, what's the difference between like this rock and this green crystal that I bought at your store? So
0: it's the it's the compound, it's the it's the DNA. We'll say the blueprint. So first of all, the rock in your friend's driveway is got a vibration also. Okay. Every natural rock has a vibration. And just because it doesn't shine, I think people should remember all that glitters is not gold. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's not powerful. And I also want to talk about that a little bit. Um, but, But I want to answer your question. So all crystals and rocks are made up of components based on the soil, the elevation, if they're in a cave, if they're in the sunlight. There's all these components. And then that's the quantum physics and the anthropology side and the archeology span side, and there's many factors that go into that. So those factors also create an energy, right? Um, That alter the vibration. But I want to say about your friend's rock from the driveway, if we are energy and we are, it's been proven and I believe it, not everybody believes it, but if they look at science, they can prove it, believe it at least I would hope. your friend's rock, when she gave it to you, she probably gave it to you with love. Or she gave it to you with laughter, like, well, ask the difference between this rock and that one. <laughs> the reality is it wasn't in malicious energy. So it, that rock carries an additional vibration, her vibration of a gift to you, whether it was jovial or caring or healing. And again, she's your friend. So I don't want to equate the word negative or you know, malevolent feeling energy. So I, I really believe that, yeah that rock, that beautiful rock that doesn't maybe shine and glisten, has a lot of power also. The thing about crystals is, with the exception of things like opalite, they're not man-altered. And a lot of things in driveways, unless they're using like a pure rock, um, it's going to have a component mix that is man-made, like asphalt does, and like concrete driveways, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. so you talked a little bit before about like using crystals for healing. Um, how does that work?
0: Okay. So for thousands of years, other countries have done it. America's also the newest country. So we're a little bit behind. So again, it can be measured. So how it works is certain crystals align with the chakra, whether it's the natural color of the crystal, like your green crystal is the heart chakra but it's also for grounding. And I know the other attributes of that crystal. So there's multiple attributes that have been signed over, assigned over the generations and centuries and, and countries. But what's interesting, I mean, really interesting to me, I, I started becoming an avid researcher at seven, and I know that sounds bizarre, but in England, you start school at four, and I was, I was that kid who was out playing, but I was also that only kid sitting in a library with an Oxford Dictionary, researching, and I couldn't even understand half the words. So I literally had a dictionary next to me to to get
1: them. So what I learned. Sorry, you were researching crystals.
0: I was researching crystals and tarot and the occult and the mysticism of the world and spiritual beliefs. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I have all my original journals. I always kept journals. That's really um, cool. Yeah, I have every journal from like the age of six. But any, and I'm 57, so that's pretty cool. If you knew everything I'd been through, that's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway,
0: um, actually, it's all I brought from my past, but, um, and crystals. But with the crystals, it was important for me to keep seeing that countries like India, and Russia, and Germany, and Portugal, and England, um, England more like limited, like on amber, but the other countries I mentioned, you know, we're talking pre 1300s, mention crystals, mention, you know, in their spiritual practice, uh, mention how it changed their, altered their vibration based on how many, they didn't use the word vibration. They would say their prana or their energy, but there are words that equate to energy and vibration. Um, And the other thing I realized and noticed in cross-referencing my notes, and this was after a couple of years by the age of like nine, was that they all were saying the same thing. They were just using different words. And it was so powerful and beautiful to me. And I was like, this is crazy. And my mom and my Aunt Betty in London and in Leeds were hands-on healers, and they would put crystals around the people to heal them. And people, you know, would come and get fixed, I'll say. (laughs) So healed. So... I wasn't only researching it I was seeing seeing it yeah and if you say well what about the placebo effect it's if you read like my reviews and you read other healer reviews that are legitimate authentic healers you know always check three sources even on me um I say that if you're not checking three sources you're not doing your homework but you'll see it over and over people are significantly changed yeah and it's reiterating, it's reiterating that pattern, right? Like if somebody comes to me today, which I actually have a crystal energy healing today, um, and they're, they're, they feel great when they're done. They're like, I feel like I'm on like a drug or on a raft in the ocean, or I feel like I've been altered, what is going on? And I'm like, uh, it's the crystals and this master therapy of the, the sound healing with it. And if they, it's not that you have to get it done, over and over but it's like if you go to an acupuncturist or a chiropractor and it's not for something chronic you want to do maintenance Mm -hmm. so you know i i recommend anywhere from one to four times a year depending on your maintenance and i recommend not wasting it either you don't need crystal healing every week if you're not in a situation of mental physical or spiritual stress okay you know if you're feeling good to go you want to feel better right But you don't want to. You could utilize your energy on other things if you're in a solid space.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So the sorry about the phones ringing. No, that's okay. Um, So the crystal healing session that you have later today, what is that like? Like, or you know, or what is a typical session like?
0: So what will happen is, my client will come in. I'll offer her uh, a cup of hot tea or coffee, and get her relaxed and then have her sit down, and I have all these crystals laid out. And I also have a room full of crystals and and a shop full of crystals. And I'll tell her to straighten up her spine, take some positive breaths in, negative breaths out, release, and then just pick the crystals that she resonates with, if any. So I see what she's drawn to first. I'll tell you, 95% of the time, Emily, it's amazing what they're drawn to is where their blockages are. It's just, it's so beautiful to me. And they'll, after they pick them, they're like, Oh, I'm here for my sacral or my base or my heart." and all the color crystals that they picked are for that, uh, or most anyway. So they'll sit down, they'll hold the crystals. And then I put crystals around. Um, I utilize either tea leaves in a cup or cards and I'll lay over one card. And then that card will give me like a message and a vision. And it's not a tarot reading. It's not knowing the card. It's actual information. I started getting that when I was like four years old, when I became a medium with other dimensions. And I'll look at the person and I can see, I'll say into their soul. I'll know what needs to be worked on for them and I'll start talking. So for example, this is hypothetical now, I could say to her, this is what's going on now in your life they don't obviously tell me like this is the energy that's going on you're either you know you're in turmoil or you're reliving something with a parent or you know you're going through a divorce or you're having an affair or whatever it may be because it can be a gambit of things and then i'll say this is actually being triggered based on the crystals because that's all about the heart or the you know the the emotional um the solar plex i'll say but what's really going on and again this is hypothetical because i don't have a client in front of me is something that had triggered you when you were six years old in this life and it's a blockage in your root slash base chakra so let's work on that and they'll hold the crystals i'll do the master therapy healing sound bowls. they're over 300 years old from tibet they're amazing oh my and that vibration along with the crystal vibration usually has, and we're talking and I'm doing a meditation with them. Usually people just start to cry and they're like, I'm not a crier. I've heard that thousands of times. Yeah. And I say, it's because your soul memories are opening and, and you're cleansing your soul. Tears are the way that we cleanse our soul. And it's just like too much of anything's a good, too much, right? You don't want to cry too much, like for days on end, but having a healthy cry is actually very positive.
1: I heard someone said recently, just like a way of moving energy, just like another way. Well, it is, that was well said,
0: because it is absolutely a way of moving energy. If we take everything down to a cellular level and they can prove this, that we have a blueprint. For example, if you hold Moldavite, Moldavite and the Russians have done extensive studies on this in in the 40s and 50s if you hold Maldivite in large quantities and they look at your blood work through a microscope, it's actually going crazy. Like they could, the Russians and the Germans actually tried to outdo each other with the study of all of these things, which to me, it's amazing because you get two completely different objectives that end up crossing over and giving the same information.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it's really powerful. And then Italy is also really big on studying you know, doing the quantum physics and the vibrations and tying it into the spiritual. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. So bottom line is that we go through the session and we work up and I have them hold the crystals and then I read the crystals. So I'll take, say, I have this one here. This has tourmaline in it. It's a milky quartz, it's beautiful. Can you see? So pretty. Um, And so say they're holding this. So based on the crystals they're holding, then I take those crystals one at a time and I'm given information, the crystals talk to me. And when I say they talk to me, they give me visuals and words. I know that sounds bizarre, but it's real. And it happens and not just to me, it happens to many people, including my great granddaughter, Bella, who was four years old and at two said to me when I was sick, the crystals are talking to you. And I said, well, what are they saying? And I was laughing with her and she said, don't be silly nanny you hear their words like i do and i wasn't hearing any words i was feeling energy off of the healing crystals i had around me and she was at that time hearing specific words so they they talked wow. to us like how do they talk to you like you picked that beautiful tibetan himalayan courts yeah what drew what pulled you to the mount everest courts
1: um i think for me a lot of times it's just like I view my life as like a story and it's like, I know that this happens, you know, it's just like, it's sort of like, um, like just being able to not like see the future, but I just like, it's like a knowing, like, I don't, I don't like, like, I don't know. I don't like hear words, but it's just like, I know I buy this. So
0: that's prophecy. Okay. You, You, we have prophecy in many ways. We have it through actual words or knowing as you're explaining, um, or we get visions and and I get I get a knowings sometimes it's not words or a vision I just know and I know it to be true and I'll speak it yeah. and then they're like oh that's so true what do how did you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I believe everybody is intuitive and I believe everybody has the power to utilize the crystals because the crystals are the power
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're supposed to work with us yeah. and we're supposed to work with them
1: yeah yeah. So, I mean, you obviously like heal other people through your work with crystals. Do you feel like that by doing that, that you are also healed?
0: Great question and great timing on that question. Um, Up until my forties, I didn't really acknowledge or really focus on that when I was using the crystals to heal or the cards or any of my other modalities or divination forms, But really in my mid 40s, I literally would hear my words reverting back to me that I was saying, and it did become a healing mechanism while in session. So I healed differently by myself alone with crystals, obviously, but I realized that it was so powerful to listen to the words that sometimes weren't even my words that I'm a conduit just to say them through the crystals, because It was soothing and sometimes very emotional for me. So I'm in a healing session and then I'm getting that weight of energy in my chest to release it. And I take note of that and I'm very mindful because I think being authentic is knowing that even though you may always be a teacher, you are always a student. Yeah. And to be the student means you have to be able to listen. So I'll listen to the words that I'm giving them for their healing. And then I'll really try to apply that to myself. And I've actually had to do a lot of that over the last few weeks, just because of some personal life changes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so fascinating. I, I want to hear about like the other modalities that you use too. Um, and maybe this is like a good question to kind of talk about that, but like, how do you define healing based on the work that you've done and the experiences that you've had with people that you've helped?
0: So my definition of healing, and there's a lot of controversy on what is healing, by the way. Um, my definition of healing is when you work with another individual or a group of individuals, and you make a definitive difference for the positive in their spiritual, emotional, physical, or intellectual self, and that when you're done with the session or the workshop, that they can feel it, it's impacted them. And there is a complete shift of energy and that the vibration is on the stream that is a different vibration and there's always even if there's tears during the session um when healing workshops and sessions are done there's a sense of calm or excitement and relief when they're done and that can be one person or a group i've done up to 100 people at a workshop internationally and nationally and the the effect is the same when the people are receptive right um so i want to say that so my definition is altering the energy of the person to have a positive, healthy outcome.
1: I love that. What is the, what's the controversy? That doesn't sound very controversial. So, well, not that. So there's a, a friend of mine, she is a
0: psychiatrist. And I said to her, well, you're a healer because you're healing every day. You're a psychiatrist. And she goes, well, that's problematic. And she's a close friend, but she's always, she's very academia. So she's always like, well, that's problematic because there's a lot of controversy about what is a healer and we're not healers because we're using a science. I said, but that's crazy. That's, that's nonsense. You're still healing. If you take a person and say, get them over a a rape crisis, you've healed, you've healed them or you've helped them to heal. And she completely, we debate this all the time. And in my world, she's a healer.
1: Yeah. My mom is a psychiatrist and I've and I and I and I interviewed her for the podcast. Yeah. And it was um yeah, just it was very fascinating to to hear about it from her point of view. I think because of my experience taking psychiatric medicines, like I felt like um like that was part of the problem. And and it was very it was it was actually like a very like restorative interview and conversation to hear about, I don't know, like like all of the you know, like, I don't know, like the the ways that there's so many ways that people can heal. And that's just like another one of them. I, yes,
0: I like to heal through utilizing the crystals and the tarot and, and teaching. Right. But there's, you know, if you get right down to the basics of healing in my world, my thoughts today, Emily, if you pass a stranger and you smile and you lift their energy, you've, you've done a form of healing. Right. I mean, you really have. So, you know, it's like also with Reiki, I'm a master Reiki healer for over 30 years. I don't even offer that service because it's such a flooded market, but people talk about Reiki. And, and when I got my Reiki certification, um, it was actually by the Cherokee uh, tribe, but wow. uh, yeah, but um, saying that it took over a year to get it. Now people get certified in Reiki in like a week. So it's very different, right? But it's not meaning it's any dimin- it's less diminished. It means that it's a form of healing. But I feel like if you do you have an animal, yes, do you have a cat? No, you have a dog. I have a, a dog. Okay. Yeah. So when you pet your dog with love and not just pet it to, on your rushing your way out of the house, but when you pet your dog with love, I feel like that's a form of reiki, even though it's different than the reiki I was trained for. When I mm-hmm. look at it objectively. It's, it's yeah. a form of healing.
1: Yeah. Do you think that people have to believe in that to be healed by it? Like no. my dog doesn't believe in Reiki, like. can that No, just- I
0: don't believe they have to be healed from it because my favorite clients are people that are gifted a session with me, um, from one of their client, one of their friends that are a client and they'll tell me straight up, I'm a skeptic. This is nonsense, blah, blah. And they're the people that are the most changed. Yeah. And part of the most of that changing is their intellect. It first has a hard time wrapping around, especially when the crystals are giving me messages, not just on things that need to be healed, but specific milestones in their life with details that no one would know. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they're like, uh, okay, this is creepy. This information's nowhere. How do you know it? And it always ends pre-COVID with a hug. Now it's like a, an elbow touch. Yeah. But yeah. So I, my answering your question is you don't have to believe in it. And skeptics are my favorite people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool.
0: Because that's a different form of healing, right?
1: Right. Right. That, like that sort of is like that's um, opening.
0: Yeah. It, you took the words out of my mouth. You're opening their mind and their spiritual energy and their emotions to be able to receive.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, at the the very least, like you're not hurting them to show them that there are other ways to feel better and to heal, right? Absolutely. And
0: I am a person and I've stood by this since I've been reading for the public for, I said, over 45 years. I was 13 when I started reading for the public and I did it during my corporate years in America also at nights and the weekends. And I've read tens of thousands of people. And I can tell you this to be true. If somebody, I have never had, not once, somebody get up and say, I don't feel different, or that was mind blowing, or this is crazy, how, how did that, or you can't make this shit up, or what's, <laughs> whatever <Yeah>. they use. Because <laughs> some people are, yeah. especially the men, the skeptic men are actually more like, this is unbelievable. Like they're more demonstrative with their energy and their words because they doubt the most yeah. and I mean, masculine energy. I don't want to say just men, because it's even females that have a lot of masculine energy where they've right. built that tough armor up and you know.
1: Yeah. What, do you have a favorite crystal?
0: So everybody asks me that question. Um, really? <laughs> they do. It's so crazy. Like in my shop, the, the customers, because the people that walk in the shop are customers and our guests and my clients are my clients, right? But everybody asks me that. So the answer is, I do not have one specific favorite crystal. But during my life, I have been drawn significantly to certain crystals. For example, as a child, I was very much drawn to hematite. And I had a really heavy chunk of hematite for a little girl, to be honest. And um, very much drawn to that. And then when I was like in puberty like 11 to 13 area um started when I was 11 I really was drawn to smoky quartz and then I became really drawn to amber um and then you know always the clear crystals because there are transmitters and receivers but through now I've you know I've got over I've got over a thousand different types of crystals and it is about I believe where we're at spiritually intellectually and emotionally physically and even financially on the crystals that we're drawn to when we're looking about healing ourselves. um, So if, for example, you know, like I said, the, the clear crystals are and citrine, I love citrine. I mean, I love, I love them. I'm looking around <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Amethyst, I love you too. And <laughs> I love yeah. you too, my record keepers. I love you, my Baraka quartz. <laughs> uh, but uh, my appetite, and I, I don't want to <laughs> offend them. So I love, so yes, I have f- favorite crystals at different types, uh, times in my life. But I think that's, um, could, you know, it's based on what's going on in my life. Yeah, I think people don't realize that so much about themselves when they pick a crystal.
1: Yeah. I have a feeling I know how you're going to answer this question, but I want to ask it anyways. So what if, like, hopefully people who are listening to this, if they were skeptical before and just thought that crystals are pretty decorations, you know, hopefully this conversation, listening to this conversation has changed their mind and opened opened them up to the idea that maybe there's more like how would you recommend or is is there like one particular crystal you would recommend or how do you recommend for them to like get started?
0: Okay so great question. So one of the things I say is the crystals will call you. They know what you need. They're ancient wisdom and even if you don't believe that you're like oh they're home decor. Well if they're calling you to put them in your home as home decor it's because you need it. <laughs> <laughs> People just don't randomly buy crystals unless they're called to them. So what I say is always go, especially when you're shopping for yourself or a friend, you know what you need or a family member, or you know what you like or think that person needs. Think about that intention in your mind before you go in a store. I do say always be careful, even though I have an online shop. You know, online people have shown me crystals they bought. And sometimes they've been real crystals and sometimes they've not. They've been composites and it's really sad. So know your source is the first thing. Ask. Even if you walk in my shop, say, you know, where do you get your crystals from?
1: You know. Where where do you get your crystals from?
0: So I get my crystals from actual rock dealers from Tibet and Nepal, um, Spain, Morocco, Iliud. I love him. He's in his 80s. He was just here again last week. It took him all year to get here because of COVID. He owns seven mines in Brazil. He is the one who feeds 90% of the big vendors, like the, the, you know, the trendy vendors that you would order out of a catalog. And then our tumbled stones, 50% of those, uh, not even now, 30% of those we get from uh, an importer in Florida who gets them from all over the world. But I actually deal directly with the dealers yeah just because of my history and that's usually that's pretty uncommon yeah i mean most cool. people have rock guys that stop in their shop but i can call to like say you said to me i need a rare crystal and i don't i know they've closed the mine in that country you know anybody that may have it for sale i can reach out because if somebody's already, already purchased it they're allowed to sell it but they can't like go steal it from the country with a closed mine so for example I can do that and uh, reach out to my contacts internationally. But just be drawn to the crystal and then ask. I mean, Judy Hall is an amazing author. I have a book coming out also, three books actually. They're all wow. finally being edited right now. I wrote one at 27 and decided to re-edit it at 57 because I'm a different person, right?
1: Yeah. So
0: my, my thoughts that I've learned so much and... I've learned I didn't know as much as I thought I knew in other areas of so much, not about the spiritual, but in life. So know how the crystal feels to you, see what you're drawn to. And just if you're like, okay, this is hypothetical. I have people come in and they'll say, I can't believe this appetite is calling me. This stone's called appetite. I don't ever, I'm not even, I don't even like blue and green and say it's blue or green appetite. And I'll say, well, what do you usually go to? And they're like, I'm a purple person or I'm a yellow person. I say, well, do you know the attributes of that crystal? And when I go over the attributes and we always have the little cards, they're like, well, actually that's why I'm in here today. So it's not always their favorite color. Again, the crystals will talk to them. And the other thing is learning about the crystals. Like I do workshops. Other people do workshops, I do them in person and they'll be online starting in January. You know, educate yourself. Yeah. But the the purest way is to let the crystal pick you. And to do that, you have to do it in person or at least have touched the crystal in person in a shop or your friend's house and then go online and buy one. Yeah, yeah. Most crystal stores and my rock dealers have told me this. They'll just say, I'll take a flat and they'll take a flat of this. When I do a crystal buy that other people take anywhere from four to seven hours to do in a metaphysical shop, and this is based on what the rock dealers are telling me, they come here at nine in the morning and leave at like three and four a.m. in the morning. I handpick every crystal, unless it's the small tumbled, and then I just put my hands through them. But for anything that's not a small tumbled, I handpick every one of them.
1: Wow.
0: And then that's I bless right. them and we cleanse them with with sage and Florida water yeah. and are beautiful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. So how can people find you? How can people follow you? And then, um, you know, feel free to give a little promo about the, your podcast or your books or anything else that you want to.
0: Thank you, Emily. Um, first I want to say first and foremost, you're doing a form of healing by what you're doing in your podcast, because you're, you're getting different objective people your mother, the psychiatrist, you said, and, and then me and other people. So what's, what's interesting is you're giving people sources, objective sources. I don't know you personally on a personal level, right? So it's not like you're calling your friend circle and doing a podcast. So I want to give you a hand for that. And for myself, um, we have an online shop that we, are, we just launched this year, a few months ago, and that is Quantum Soul Goal. And it's Q-U-A-N-T-U-M-S-O-U-L, goal, goal, dot com, Quantum Soul Goal. And that's because my tag phrase is your soul. My soul goal is to make your soul feel better. Um, and then we have our two brick and mortars, which both contain over 80% of our inventory is by customer request, which is powerful. And one is Magic Craft, which is also my name. dot com. And then there's that's a Durham, and then there's magic on 70, which is MA or 70 70 MAGIC.com. And then uh, to be honest, we have the phone number is open 919 717 9115. You could text on that line. And to be honest, we do raffles every month. So to follow us on Instagram, each location for Instagram, Facebook, along with our email. Um, So it's two, four, six raffles a month and you win 25 to $50 store credit. And then once a month we raffle off a large crystal. For example, last month in October, which is a special month for me, we raffled off $1,300 worth of products and credits. So every month it's a minimum of total of 500. So everybody follow us on Instagram at magiccraft and then we just opened up the Instagram for magic on 70 and yeah. And quantum soul Gold. Don't forget yes. that because it's free shipping most of the time.
1: So wow. yeah, good stuff. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Is there anything else that you wanted to say or that you were thinking as you're preparing for this, or as we've been talking that I didn't cover with the questions? That your mind is the most powerful tool you have. And
0: Science only knows about, they say, they argue between 10 and 20% about our mind. But if you've got a crystal that can physically alter you, whether you can feel it or not, and they can measure that, why wouldn't you wrap your mind around the crystals and embrace them? And if you're like, well, it's pretty, I don't really feel anything, it's it's doing something. And I also wanna say that I do have, have other forms of divination like the tarot, that's what I'm most famous for and the workshop so please get on our email and the podcast you said i could talk about that i've got a podcast coming out um there's two podcasts one under quantum soul goal which is all about spirituality and then the one under Witch uh, magic craft is all about witchy essentials
1: oh i can't wait to listen
0: (laughs) i I can't wait to listen to yours um yeah so have a magical day i'm looking forward to seeing you and oh and 35 percent of my clients are outside of the usa so wow. i do sessions via whatsapp zoom facetime and google meet okay awesome
1: and in person and, and we'll put and i'll put all of the information like in the link in thank you, know, you beautifully yes yeah information um well thank you so much um this was really awesome i really enjoyed this and you're gonna do a
0: fantastic you're doing an amazing job and be magical and as the old saying says in a world where you can be anything be yourself
1: thank you for listening you can find out more about Lynn in the show notes or by visiting her website. Thank you as always to Jesse Blake Rundle for his gorgeous music. The song that you're hearing now is called Nomad Exquisite, and it's the first track from his album, Radishes and Flowers, which you can listen to on Spotify or Bandcamp. Thank you also to Erin Drew. Check out her company On Brand Voice for innovative copywriting and voiceover solutions. Check out the podcast on Twitter or Instagram. Join our Facebook group and sign up for the newsletter. You know, we also have a website and there's a transcript of every single episode on the website. So check that out. Take advantage of that and share with any friends who might be interested in crystals or any other form of healing. If you are interested in crystals, though, which ones are calling you? I'll see you here next week.